Good morning, Nachum. Good have Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Lech Lecha. With Lech Lecha, we begin Jewish history. Hashem says to Avraham, Lech Lecha Mayartzacha, leave your land, leave your community, leave your father's home, and go to the place that I will show you. And Avraham goes. And as the rest, as they say, is history, that which Hashem initially, it seems from the Torah, wanted to do with society as a whole, he's now going to accomplish his aim through the very special family of Avraham. You have at the end of the parsha the mitzvah of bris milah, circumcision, one of the three biblical mitzvahs found in the book of Bereshis. Last week we had the mitzvah of pruervu, to be fruitful and multiply. And um, this week we have uh, brismila, circumcision. And in several weeks, in Parshas Vayishlach, we have the third mitzvah of giranosha, not to eat the sinew on the hind leg of the animal by the hip. Now, I'd like to focus on chapter 16. Chapter 16 comes right after the bris ben Absarim, the covenant that Hashem makes with Avraham, assuring him that he and his progeny, the Jewish people, will possess the land of Israel. And this is right before chapter 17 of circumcision. The Torah tells us in chapter 16 that it's already 10 years that Avram and Sarah are in the land of Canaan. They have no children. Sarai takes her maidservant, her executive secretary, Hagar, who is Paro's daughter, the king of Egypt. She converts and becomes part of the household of Avram and Sarai. And Sarai gives Hagar to Avram as a wife, saying, perhaps I will be built through her, meaning if she has a child with Avram, I'll oversee, I'll be involved. It'll be like the child is mine. And so what happens? Hagar becomes pregnant immediately. And the Torah tells us, Vatekal gevirta be'eneha. And her mistress, meaning Sarai, was lowered in her esteem. Okay, what does that mean? So Rashi helps us out by telling us that Hagar, who had great reverence for Sarai, her mistress, until this point, says, oh, 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 it must be that Sarai is not the tzaddikas, the righteous person that she pretends to be. After all, she's with Avram so many years and haven't had a child. I'm with Avram one night and I'm pregnant. I'd like to, before I go on, remind everybody that there are no Bible stories. 
there are Bible lessons. And so let's listen to the reaction of Sarai when she realizes that Hagar is treating her with disrespect. She says to Avraham, and this is chapter 16, verse 5, Chamosi Olecha. Wow! So, Art Scroll translates it here as the outrage against me is due to you. Meaning, you, as Rashi says, Avraham, my husband, are not putting Hagar in her place. Avraham is caught between a rock and a hard place. He does not put Hagar in her place. However, the word chamosi, if we know from last week's parsha of Noah, whereby Vatimole Ha'oretz Hamas, the land was full of violence, thievery, robbery. So it appears that Sarai is saying to Avraham, the robbery against me is because of you. What might she be talking about? I'm going to share with you a very uplifting insight of the Be'er Yosef, Rav Yosef Salant, Zechronolev Racha. And he says the following. The Torah teaches us at the beginning of Parshas Lech Lecha that Avraham and Sarah took with them Hanefesh Asher Osu B'Choron, literally the souls they had made in Choron. Human beings can't make a soul. Rashi tells us, what does it mean? Avraham Migayer Esho Anoshim. Avraham converted the men, and Sarai converted the women. Now, however, when Hagar becomes pregnant, and she looks upon Sarai, her mistress, in a very different light. The Medrash Rabbah, in chapter 45, paragraph 4, tells us that Hagar shared this picture, analysis of her mistress, meaning Sarai, with potential converts. And she would say to them, look here, Sarai is not all that she is, come on, thought to be. After all, once again, she, no children, I, a child. And so, as a result of this, many potential converts dropped out because they didn't have the ideal teacher to go to. Sarai was no longer that picture on the wall, the model of righteousness, of modesty, of belief, of kindness, all that indeed sorrow was and more. And therefore, says the Ber Yosef, when Sarai says, Chamosi Olecha, she is saying literally, You've robbed me, Avram, with your silence by not putting 
hugger in a place, you've robbed me of the potential of converting others. Says the Ber Yosef, Sarai is not concerned about her dignity. She's concerned about Kvod Shamayim. She's concerned about the honor and dignity of God. <coughs> there's, um, there's such a powerful lesson we can learn from this. The Gemara in Yuma, and Aleph, teaches in the name of Abaye, that which we are most familiar, the beginning of the first paragraph of the Shema, literally, you shall love Hashem your God, says Abaye doesn't only mean that you should love God, but rather, that God should be loved through you. By the way you act, that's the way others will come to love God, because they're going to see you, and they're going to see, wow, a person who's Ashrei Aviv, Shalim Do Torah. Look at this, how fortunate is the one whose father taught him Torah. Ashrei Rabo, his teacher taught him Torah. And Oi, woe unto the others who've missed out on the learning in Torah. This person who is an observant Jew, take a look. How pleasant are his deeds. And so this is what Sarah was accomplishing, and this is what Sarah bemoaned. I believe there's such a powerful lesson that emerges from this. Because the Talmud says the flip side as well. Somebody who learns Torah, but unfortunately their business transactions are not faithful. What do people say about that person? This is Torah. I don't want to have anything to do with it. And so we have to realize that just as Sarah had a mission, each and every one of us has that potential and mission to influence others. And we do so every day, how we act, how we act in the bank. You see somebody online, and very simply you know them, and you go to chat, and you continue chatting, and you break the line, and people notice. And even if they don't say anything, you have done a chilil Hashem, a desecration of God's name. How you drive, you can drive either with courtesy, or unfortunately, if you go and you didn't get the ticket because you went on the shoulder, and now you beat and you get to the front, and they see that you're a Jew, ah, uh, no, don't, don't. You might have saved the ticket, but you got a chil Hashem, which is worse. And think about it, how you conduct yourself when you go to the stores, and how do you speak and interact with the employees, do you leave clothing on the floor of the dressing room? If you do, they know it's you. And that's a chil Hashem. If you use a crackpot for X number of months, and now you're going to return it, even though technically speaking you're going to get either or a credit or even your money back, but you've also created a chil Hashem if you've used it for several months. If you feel embarrassed to return it, or you feel uneasy, then you're probably right, because that's going to create a chil Hashem. Parshas Lech Lecha, 
has no Bible stories. It has Bible lessons. And it charges each and every one of us to not only recite the Shema, but to literally conduct ourselves as ambassadors for Hashem. Take a look. It was right after the Houston terrible floods. And there are beautiful pictures of Chabad rabbis hugging strangers, just giving them that lift that they needed. They are created. B'Tselem Elohim. And that's how we treat them with dignity and with compassion. You can laugh, but there are some non-Jews that keep a yarmulke in their glove compartment because should they ever break down, they know one thing. They'll put on the yarmulke and someone is going to stop to help them. On the one hand, we have such potential for Kiddush Hashem, for sanctifying God's name. And at the same time, ouch, we have the terrible opportunity for Chil Hashem. Chapter 16 of this week's parsha, Chamasi Olecha, what is troubling Sarah? Not her own dignity, however, the missed opportunity that she had to further spread Kvod Shemayim. What a powerful, beautiful lesson emerges from Parshas Lech Lecha. No Bible stories, yes, Bible lessons. Shabbat Shalom to all.